It's going down in D.C., y'all. It is going down. <laughs> you got a few hundred, few thousand pissed off white folks. Look at this, B. They are literally climbing the walls to the Capitol building, B. They had to rush the vice president out of there. Look, they're inside the chamber halls now. It is going down out here. Oh, today's the final. The K coaching. They, they got to certify the, the actual electoral college vote. And Pence said he's not going to fight it. And these are all the Trump protesters in D.C. They have pretty much stormed the Capitol building. They was over here breaking windows. They climbing the walls. They made it to the to the Senate chamber, y'all. It's going down out here. And then you got you got this 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 clown right here on his super social justice warrior tip right now. It's going down. I heard somebody got shot. I don't know if that's true. But I heard some shots has popped off and somebody said somebody had got shot. I don't know how true that is. But it's go oh yeah, one matter of fact, yeah, one person has been shot. I just had this little notification pop up on my iPhone saying one person did get shot. It's going down out here. You know, they blaming this all on Trump. <laughs> They blaming this all on Trump, man. You know, Trump, he ain't got no support. His vice president ain't even supporting him. So today's the, today's the official last day. After they certify the votes, it's 100% official that Biden and Kamala Harris are going to be the uh, president and vice president. This is the, this is the, this is the last option. <laughs> You got a bunch of pissed off white folks out here, man. And now you got all these newscasters. I'm in tears. White privilege everywhere. I'm like, man, you gonna look, you had like 70, what was it, like 70 million people voted for Trump? And everybody saw how that how the election went down on election night. It's like you know, I'm 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 pretty much over it, but you can't deny that it was some funny looking business that took place on election night. Some funny looking business. Now, whether or not you can prove it or not is another thing, but there was some highly suspect stuff that went down on election night. And now here we are. And then you got down in Georgia, Stacy. Everybody's congratulating Stacy Abrams for flipping the state from red to blue. <sighs> I'm just like, you know, I'm all up on my timeline. Black folks, Stacey Abrams, Stacey Abrams. I was like, y'all vote for a chick that's anti-gun, pro-abortion, pro-illegal aliens. <laughs> you know, all these states that are flipping from red to blue. You know what this is really about? This is about demographics. You got a bunch of Looney Tune liberals that are moving out of these liberal enclaves like California and New York because they don't like the taxes and all that stuff. 
And then they're moving down to these red states and flipping them blue because they're moving down there with the same liberal mentality that they were allegedly trying to get, get away from. Like you got all these people moving out of California that are going to, te- to places like Texas and Arizona. And in Texas, they're, they're, they're going out to, to Austin, Texas or wherever. I think it's Austin, if I'm not mistaken. But they're bringing that liberal mentality with them, man. The same liberal mentality that caused their crappy liberal state to be in the, the conditions that it's in. With high taxes, all these rampant lockdowns. But you know, nobody seems to can, can put the pieces of the puzzle together. And that's, and that's exactly what's, what happened with, Atlanta, with Georgia. All these people moving to Georgia, or just say Atlanta, super liberal mentalities moving down there. And they're voting for politicians that have a horrible track record of, of uh, being in favor of black people. <laughs> that's the thing that kills me the most. It's like, you look at so many black folks, they're like just so politically ignorant when it comes to politics, man. They are in love with a party that has never really shown any love to them. And the party is even telling them to their face as of recently that they care more about Hispanics than black people. Look at this. Look at this. They about to break out the National Guard. They over there bum rushing the building literally, y'all. They are wilding. At this point, I don't even care. I mean, ain't nothing I can do. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be rioting and protesting. I'm just, I'm just in this mindset of dealing with four years of Sleepy Joe and, and Cop Mala Harris. Oh, no, somebody did get shot, David Reed. Somebody actually got shot. I don't, they didn't say who, but somebody got shot. Somebody got shot earlier. We got 14 days till Biden is sworn in. Zachy says, I'm scared, but that's why I find refuge in a higher power. Nations come and go, unfortunately. Keep your people closer prepared. That's all we can do. Yeah, nations do come and go. I'm just not ready for America to go yet. <laughs> I'm not ready for it. I'm not, I'm not ready for this radical shift to this uber-liberal society. You know what I'm saying? That, I mean, that's, that's where we're headed. We're, we're, a, we're, a liberal, we're a liberal country now. And I'm not just talking about some, some middle-of-the-road liberal. We're, we're going towards the far left in this country. Just look at all the values this country espouses. All the free crap they want to give everybody, and then and that's the thing that kills me the most, man. It's like people, everybody, everybody wants all this free stuff, but nobody ever really sits around and talks about how the stuff is going to get paid for. Other than let's just tax the rich, just let's just tax them out of oblivion. It's like I hear you, but if a lot of these rich people are directly responsible for a lot of a lot of jobs, a lot of you people work, man.
So, you know, man, they, the entire D.C. National Guard has been deployed. So taxing the rich don't work. Well, that's what, that's what Democrats want to do. They say they want to tax up taxes to everybody that earns $400,000 or more. But you know that's going to trickle down to, to people who earn less than that. Like how many people in the country do y'all think actually earn $400,000 or more? Like, I mean, come on. Everybody's not Jeff Bezos rich. Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg rich. Yeah, they got. What up, Hood Servative? Hood Servative says we need this. <laughs> uh, I don't know what we need, man. But see, here's what's going to happen. Let's just say Trump had won. We was going to have similar riots and protests. It doesn't matter because the country is highly divided. I don't, think, I don't think this country has ever been this divided since the damn Civil War. <laughs> the country is highly divided. It was going to go down like this if Trump had a legit won the election. You know what I'm saying? There was going to be rioting and protesting on election night. But the, the media would have blamed Trump for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the left, the left is, they act, they got the National Guard activated, you know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, they want the police out there. You know, the left is, they the main ones defund the police. They want the police out there now. <laughs> you know what I mean? The leftists want the cops out there now. Oh, that dude's in Nancy Pelosi's office. Just, just cheesing. <laughs> uh, Republicans, ain't nobody going underground after this. Republicans, conservatives, those of us with conservative mentalities, we still gonna be around. You know, those of us, we're just, we're just going to watch how, how all your dreams don't come true as a black person over the next four years. Because, I mean, I don't know how much more proof people need when Kamala and Joe Biden have explicitly told you to your face that they're not about to do anything for black people. I mean, they have literally said it in the literal sense and black people are still riding for these people. They have literally come out and have been pandering to Hispanics. Same Hispanics who are gonna end up taking all your jobs. They're gonna be tossing mad cheese at them to get them all kind of goodies. I mean, let's just keep it a buck. Y'all heard what happened in, um, in Oregon, right? So Oregon, they were trying to pass a bill for the beer flu that would benefit black people only. Some white folks and some Hispanic folks decided to sue, claiming discrimination. 
Oregon is, a, to my knowledge, is a liberal state, especially Portland. It's hyper liberal out there. But they were trying to pass a bill to provide uh, COVID relief to only black people because they felt like black people were being disproportionately affected due to systemic racism and all this other jazz, right? White folks, some white business owners and some, some uh, Hispanic business owners got wind of it and filed a lawsuit to, to try to get that thing halted. But these are your liberals, man. Liberals, liberals love black people when it's time to use black people to promote some, some social BS, just as long as black people don't actually benefit from it. <laughs> you said Tariq did a segment on that? Oh, I ain't listened to Tariq in a hot minute. But if he did do a segment, I mean, that's actually what happened. You know what I'm saying? Liberals love black people when they, when they want to go out there and push all these crazy agendas until it's time for black people to actually get some type of real benefit from the crazy liberal agenda. Like you saw them all summer long. They rode the backs of BLM. Antifa came through, burning crap down, tearing up crap. They don't raise $10 billion through BLM. A lot of that money was probably funneled to the Democratic Party. And the next thing you know, you got the founders of BLM talking about, we helped get you elected. What are you going to do for us, Mr. Biden and Biden and Kamala Harris? Ain't answered them emails yet. They went out there and tore up all kinds of cities, defunded the police to the point where some, some of these liberal cities like Atlanta, Buckhead, Atlanta, an affluent part of Atlanta, where a lot of rich people live, the crime is getting so bad out there due to this whole defund the police thing that they, they, uh, they're trying to start their own private police department out there to deal with the crime. But Atlanta's a liberal, hyper-liberal city. Y'all wanted to defund the police and now... Now all that crime coming to y'all's area. Now y'all, all of a sudden, y'all, y'all pro law enforcement. This is how this. This is why I say liberalism is a mental disorder, man. Like, like the great radio host Michael Savage used to say, or still says, because they want all this chaos and dysfunction, just so as long as the chaos and dysfunction doesn't come to their front door. Like these liberals, they'll they'll go downtown, destroy the cities with BLM in areas that mostly predominantly black people probably live in and around. But don't you dare bring that crap out to the suburbs where they live at. And look, I'm not mad because I live in the burbs, but I'm just saying, that's just how it be. And we live in one of those countries now, liberalism. Everything is... There's no real standards, no real values. Like some politician, he was saying like a prayer or something, and he said, I man and I woman. Like that's just how delusional, that's just how far to the left we're going. You can't, you can't even say I man after a prayer. They're saying I man and I woman now. Did y'all hear about that? You say, what has Trump done to, for people to hate him so much? Trump came in there not being a politician, not playing by the rules. Trump is not a politician, y'all. He was never a politician. He came in there 
not playing by the rules that everybody else has been forced to play by in politics. That's why they hated him. I mean, you look at his track record prior to the beer flu, it's undeniable what he was doing for the economy was working. Unemployment was at historic lows, especially amongst black people. Prior to, I mean, go look at, the, I mean, this is all like legit evidence, legit facts that can't even be disputed. Prior to the beer flu, unemployment, especially amongst black people, was at a historic low, the lowest in history. Stock market was pumping and jumping. People was making money. People had jobs. All this crap. So, I mean, what was it to hate? They hated him because he was just not a politician. And then people allowed the media and social media to cast him as a, a racist. But like I said, you go look at his whole year, his whole history prior to him running for president. This dude was a superstar amongst black people. Everybody loved him. You got all kind of pictures from from politics, from black politicians, the black reverends like Al Sharpton to celebrities. All of a sudden he, he decides to run for president come down an escalator talking about they're bringing over rapists and this, that, and the third, which was true. Except they flipped it to make it seem like he was just racist towards all minorities. He talking about all Mexicans. It's like, nah, do y'all even know what takes place on that border down there? It's a lot of human trafficking that goes on at the border, y'all. How do you think all these doggone, all these drugs come across? <laughs> How do you think all these drugs get into the country? They come through the border, man. It was wild. It was, you know what I'm saying? It was some wild crap. And then I didn't understand what the issue was with putting up a border or enforcing the border. Every other country does it. That's how sovereign nations are. You, you enforce your borders. You got all these leftist Looney Tunes. They just want open borders to allow all these illegals just to come over here. For what? Well, what I believe is to come over here and replace the Negroes. <laughs> Because you see, ain't nobody talking about reparations or doing anything for black people. Matter of fact, ever since Ice Cube and that platinum plan thing was, was all the, the news a couple months ago, have y'all heard any Democrats talking about anything remotely close to a platinum plan or something for black folks? I mean, has, has, there, any been, has there been any whispers about what these Democrats are going to do for black people in this country? Any whispers? Maybe I missed some. Black folks' time is, is, is coming up. Is, you know, the Democrats, they recognize this. They're looking at the numbers. The populations, they produce more children than black people. They have higher birth rates than black folks. They're coming over the border. They're getting all kind of goodies. You don't have to worry about being uh, kicked out of the country now. Once Biden officially takes over, they can just be out in the open and be illegal. You get your driver's license, go to New York City, San Francisco, they'll give you a driver's license. You ain't even a damn citizen, but you can get you a driver's license. Go to the hospitals. If you, if you scratch your knees and get a boo-boo, get free health care. Remember, what was it like last year? I, did a, I showed you all an article last year. They was over here talking about trying to give reparations to illegals who were held at the border. Can you imagine this? You're an illegal immigrant trying to cross over into a country and you get held at the border in one of those quote unquote cages 
that Obama built. You got liberals who was talking about trying to put together some plan for reparations for them people and just totally ignoring black people. <laughs> this, is, this is the insanity that's, that's, that's going on here, man. This is the insanity. But now you got all these black people finna label all these white people racist. Look at these racist white privilege. It's like, I think y'all are gonna help convert them into a bunch of stone cold racists. <laughs> Cause it's you know what I'm saying it's it's just like this country is just dude this country is really shifting to the uh, this country is really shifting y'all conservatism beliefs is gonna be damn near illegal in this country <laughs> it's gonna be damn near illegal to have conservative ideologies and beliefs in this country. It's all about liberalism and LGBT stuff. Like, I was watching TV the other day. I don't know what the heck I was watching. It's like every other, every other show I was watching had some, some Alphabet Squad stuff in there. Like, I'm playing catch up on Power. Uh, you know, Power, what is it, Book 2 or something like that. I ain't seen it in like three or four weeks. I'm over here playing catch up. Dude, it's so much Alphabet Squad stuff up in there. It's like, oh my goodness. I cut on the regular TV, nonstop commercials about RuPaul and his drag queen competition he got going on. And Sleepy Joe's talking. Sleepy Joe, the people's champion. Dude got pictures of him hugged up with clan members, y'all. Dude got... Dude is recorded in history talking about he was opposed to integration. He didn't want any racial jungles. He supported segregating the buses that prevented his running mate from riding the bus with little white kids. He was on the Senate floor back in the 90s talking about how how he's how he, he's proud that his name is attached to every crime bill for locking all these thugs and hooligans up. <laughs> and this is who and this is this is y'all this is y'all's king. Y'all King. King Biden. King of, King Biden, the King of Wakanda. This dude wants to lock the entire country down, B. You think it's bad now. When they start forcing these mandatory shutdowns of the entire economy, if you ain't got a few thousand dollars saved up, I don't know what you're gonna do. I don't know how you're gonna make it. If you ain't got you a nice job. Some money saved up. What you going to do? This guy wants to literally shut the entire country down.
It is funny how everybody ignores his past. This dude is worse. Look, I don't care how you feel about Trump. This dude is worse than Trump. I mean, he has a proven track record of being worse than Trump. An undeniable one. But everybody just blatantly ignored that. It's amazing. I mean, your vice president was in there keeping prisoners past their parole date just to use them for as free work. Like, what, what kind of crap is this? Threatening to lock up, lock up uh, uh, parents if their kids were skipping school. You know, that affected mostly a bunch of single, single mothers and stuff. It's like, what are we, what are we talking about? I, how could y'all even... I don't know, man. This is decency and honor. What is this guy talking about? How come nobody's talking about his son, Hunter Biden? <laughs> Where was the decency with your son and, and, and what was allegedly on those laptops that nobody wanted to talk about? I don't know, man. This democracy that y'all talking about is highly suspect. I can't prove anything, but just just the looks is like really. In the middle of the night, you take a three hundred thousand voter spike in the middle in the dead middle of the night out of nowhere. And nobody finds any, nobody thinks that's odd. <laughs> nobody thought that was odd. Oh, it's just business as usual. Nah, B. Well, the rest of the world's looking at The rest of the world gets down way worse than this. What is this dude talking about? If, the, if this was the rest of the world, things would be literally on fire right now. If this was the rest of the world, and they and they felt this passionate about it, watching the scenes in the Capitol, I was reminded as I prepared other speeches in the past, and reminded me words of Abraham Lincoln, his annual message to Congress, whose word has today been interrupted by chaos. Here's what Lincoln said. He said, "We shall nobly say, or merely lose." The last best hope on earth. Went on to say, the way is plain, peaceful, generous, just. A way which, if followed, the world will forever applaud, and God must forever bless. Hunter getting busy sniffing like Tony Montana. I believe it. Of respect, of decency, of honor. Uh, I, this dude is, I cannot stand this dude. This dude has been a political, this dude has been a public uh, political dude for 40 
seven, 40, coming up, or well, 48 years now. 48 years. When we do it together. And this God awful display today. How has the Democrats been able to appeal to blacks for so long? By tossing them a bunch of freebies for, for so long, man. And now they're going to shift it to the Hispanics. Because the Hispanics, their numbers, their numbers, their numbers are either greater than ours or they're on the verge of becoming greater than our numbers. They have a higher birth rate than us. Like I said, you heard him when he was out there campaigning. He was like, all black people think alike. Hispanics have a more diverse thought. It's like, wow, really? Oh, their numbers are greater than ours already? Now, Van Jones, he was on there talking about, he was in there talking, he was about to cry, it looked like he was. He said the Hispanics are going to take over the, the whites by 2030? Oh, I didn't know it was that many of them out here. What up, Sir Tice? Yeah, this is this because uh, Trump was not a, a regular politician. Dude, Trump is not a politician, man. You can't you can't be successful in politics to that on, on a on that high of a level unless you play the game and, and bow down and you know submit you know to all these lobbyists and all these these politicians, these seasoned politicians. You know what I'm saying? If you sit here and you try to buck the system, this this was. What's going to happen to you? They're going to paint you as the enemy. No matter what you've done, because like I say, the, every, every liberal that I know for the past four years has had a job, spending money, buying houses, trips. Everybody was living good. I didn't see nobody at risk of losing their house. None of that crap. Up until the, bird, the, the, the beer flu came to town. But see, the beer flu, this is where Trump dropped the ball. Who sent this? I appreciate that, Sir Tice. Appreciate that. $5 cash app. Appreciate that. If Trump had a... See, I think it was a no-win situation for Trump, right, with, this, with the beer flu. Because initially, remember, Trump initially came out and was trying to shut down international flights to China and stuff like that, or to Europe. And then they started calling him a xenophobe. And then he was like, I, he let the stuff stay open. And then it started spreading into the U.S. And then next thing you know, they started blaming him for not shutting stuff down. So it was, it was, it was a no-win situation for him. And then you got all these crazy mandates of shutting the economy down and people blaming him for jobs even though he's not in charge of the states. Like, a lot of people just don't seem to understand that. He's only in charge of the federal government. The governors are in charge of the states. They're the ones who impose the rules if, if, if they want your state to shut down its economy. But that was all Trump's fault. But I, I think he was in a no-win a no situation. That was, it was like the perfect, the, the bear flu was the perfect Recipe to cause what we're to cause what's, what's happening right now. 
No matter what he would have done, I think we would have ended up at the same result. That bear flu was a blessing to these Democrats. I wouldn't be surprised if the whole thing was planned from the from the jump. <laughs> I'm saying, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of people moving to Florida every single day, man. Like literally, just the number you said is probably fairly accurate. I I, I went when I first moved back down here in 2017. I went and got my real estate license because I thought I was going to do real estate, but that didn't work out. But I remember when I was in real estate class, they had told us it was some ridiculous number of like a few thousand people, maybe more, who were moving to Florida every single month. And I was like, wow. And then, you know, I live in Orlando, right? The actual city of Orlando has a population of like a quarter million people. But the greater metro Orlando area has a population of probably like 1.5 million people or something like that. Because the greater Orlando area, basically when you think of Central Florida, you know, outside of Tampa, basically that's, that's just classified damn near as, as, as all of Orlando. Like um, the entire Orange County, right? Orlando is a city inside of the county, but when people say Orange County, they just think of Orlando. And then even Daytona, Daytona is like 45 minutes up the street. That's class, that, that falls up under the umbrella of Orlando as well. And then it extends down the I-4 corridor going towards like Lakeland. Lakeland's like the midpoint between Orlando and Tampa. And I think they classify Lakeland. I think that falls up under the greater Orlando area as well. Oviedo, somebody said Oviedo. Yeah, all them places. So, and it's, and it's a lot of people and we, I can see it because they're, they're building houses down here all the time. I'm talking about houses are going up all the time. You go, no matter where you go in the city, it's part, apartment complexes and houses are just springing up like little weeds all over the place because there's so many people moving down here. But the thing is, you got a lot, you got a lot of what they call, um, what do you call them when the New Yorkers move down south? It's, it's, it's an actual name, snowbirds. You got a bunch of snowbirds. I think that's what they're called. Because normally it used to be a bunch of snowbirds, right? These old retirees who want to spend their last days living in Florida. They were moving down here. But now what you have taking place, you got a lot of people from the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and places like that, that are being taxed to death up there, that are moving down south. They're moving to Florida. They're moving to Atlanta. And they're moving to other places. But the problem is, they're running away from these liberal policies, but they're bringing the same liberal mindset down to their new location, to where they're going to vote for the same type of politicians that are in favor of enacting these crazy tax rules and yada, 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 that they were forced to leave from. And you can't, and, and none of them seem to, none of them seem to grasp this concept. It, it is a thing. You, you move away from New York because of crazy taxes. You move away from Cali because of crazy taxes. But then you go right down to this new state that was historically red for the most part. 
And then you vote in all these, these liberal candidates, Democratic candidates, who are in favor of the crazy taxes that you just ran away from. Yeah, Royce bought a house in Florida. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, man. But you can't explain none of this to these people, man. They're not trying to hear it. All they hear is Trump racist. We need to, we need to get free education. Free this, free that. We want free rent. I, I read an article the other day, some black dude, I think in New York, if I'm not mistaken. He's a landlord. I, wanna, I don't know. I'm not, I can't remember what city he was in, but whatever. The landlord is, you know, this older black dude, probably in his 60s. He's at risk of losing his, uh, his apartment complex to the bank because his tenants aren't paying him rent. And they're not paying rent either as a combination because, you know, they lost their jobs, they ain't got no money, or they're just flat out refusing to pay. And I seen something a few months ago. You had a bunch of people. I don't know what city it was in. They went down to the local county house, county courthouse or whatever, and threw chains on the doors to prevent the county people from going into the office to, you know, do their business to start filing these evictions. And they was outside talking about, well, if you can't get in, you can't do the eviction. Like, they literally prevented people from going into the building because you got a bunch of people that just don't want to pay rent. Find people on both sides. That's right. <laughs> he lies about the election being stolen and pours more fuel on the fire. He continues his shameful behavior of lying to his supporters about what happened. It is absolutely disgraceful. Nah, it's not disgraceful, dude. We all saw what happened election night, man. You're going to sit here and honestly act like no funny business went down in the middle of the night? Like that's just normal operating procedures? Now, whether or not you can prove it is something else, but we all saw what happened. What's up, Light Bright? I feel fine. I feel fine watching this. Where was all this energy when BLM was running around burning up cities all summer long? Remember, the whole summer, BLM and Antifa was out there literally burning cities down. I don't recall any of these newscasters talking like this. They was not out here talking like this. They literally set cities on fire. 
And none of these clowns is out here talking. I want you to remember this. Listen to this chick. She's saying he's inciting vandalism. What was this chick talking like this when BLM and Antifa was setting stuff on fire and vandalizing stuff? These people are so full of crap. I wouldn't admit it either, Donald. Keep, keep hope alive, Donald. <laughs> if I was Donald, I wouldn't even show up at the inauguration. I'd, I'd be in, the, I'd be in the white, I'd be in the Oval Office smoking a stogie with my feet kicked up on the desk until Joe Biden came up in there, and the police and the and the, and the Secret Service had to physically remove me. Oh, don't get to talking about Putin. Y'all blame this dude for four years of conspiring with Russia to win the win the election. <laughs> Y'all impeached this dude off this crap. These people are so full of crap. How come they didn't talk like this when businesses were getting looted? Because they were in favor of it, man. It was all... It was all designed to make, they, look, they let the cities burn because they knew it, ha it happened under Trump's watch and it was going to make Trump look bad. So why talk about it and, and condemn it when all it's going to do is all, this, all the rioting just makes Trump look bad? That's why they let it happen. Nobody was talking. Remember, the whole time you out here talking about we got to wear a mask, all them BLM Antifa protests weren't no masks thrown on people's faces. They setting people's businesses on fire. And the media was over there just applauding this crap, letting it go, weren't talking reckless and greasy because they wanted it to happen because they, it was going to impact his election, which it did. And now they're over here acting like they just forgot what happened like six months ago. Hey, this is all a plan, man. Trump, Trump, look, Trump is right. The media is out. Look, this. There's some nasty people out there. The swamp is, I don't think Trump realized how deep the swamp ran. <laughs> I don't think he realized how just deep this swamp was, man. It, that thing is a cesspool that, that ain't going to, it's a cesspool from the media to the tech companies to these politicians. It's a cesspool. I don't think Trump really realized how dirty this thing was. Says Trump did this, and now he wants to back out. Good. I'm glad Trump did. If I was Trump, I would be in the White House smoking a spliff right now with my feet kicked up, sipping on some yak. <laughs> I wouldn't have got on there and said nothing. I would have put out my little tweets. 
Thank you for your support. <laughs> Until y'all came and got the Secret Service to remove me from office. Who is this chick? Yeah, it is. It's literally Trump versus everybody because even Mike Pence is not supporting him. Mike Pence is going to certify the votes, certify the electoral college votes. So Trump is literally last man standing. Well, him and all these people outside. <laughs> but, you know, look, I'm, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready for Kamala Harris and Joe Biden to take over. I'm ready for it because I'm ready to see what these next four years going to look like under their rule and all these Looney Tune liberals who don't get their way. Because Joe Biden already said he ain't passing no executive orders to ban guns. Remember, he told that to, to Al Sharpton and him on that, on that doggone conference call. He was like, I ain't passing no no executive orders but then again will he have to because they just took over the house and the democrats control the house and the senate now so so it's gonna be so he might not even have to do any executive order it's gonna be a free-for-all they're gonna come out here trying to ban assault rifles it's gonna be all kind of crap Gonna be a bunch of bunch of black women's at Planned Parenthood chopping babies up. It's gonna be all kind of crap going on. Sex changes. All you all you all you single heterosexual dudes, y'all better be prepared to put a penis in your mouth because they finna the the Alphabet Squad. They they're gonna demand that you put penises in your mouth. You don't want to if you don't want to date one of them uh them transformers it's going to be illegal for you to, to deny putting a penis in your mouth. So y'all better go y'all better go find y'all a natural born woman to get married right now. What up sister George? It's about to get illegal for y'all to deny trying to date the transformers. I, did y'all y'all saw the post I put up in the community tab of of, of that one that that one uh quote unquote chick the black, the black transformer from Orange is Black. She put she put the post up talking about um, calling it straight men who don't want to date transformers. Talking about we're toxic and and we have masculinity issues or something like that. Like they're already shaping the narrative, man. They're already shaping the narrative. Y'all y'all better go ahead and all you single dudes out there, y'all better go ahead and. Start practicing on bananas, man, because that's what's coming. It's going to be, they're going to be throwing bananas and hot dogs in your face. And you, better, you better open up. You better get them, you better get them bussies ready. <laughs> it's going to be a bussy palooza. You better start practicing on eggplant. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be balls all in your face. Non-stop. 
Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, they finna just let loose with all this crap. Meanwhile, all the black people sitting around here clapping and cheering. We're, we're going to see what's going to happen. All this talk about reparations, y'all can forget it. Y'all can forget it. Look, that platinum plan is probably the closest thing to reparations y'all was ever going to get. I don't know what Yvette Carnell and Tone Talks going to talk about for the next four years. Y'all can forget it. These jokers ain't giving up no damn reparations. They're going to give reparations to these illegals. They're going to figure out a way to get them some money. Anything for black folks, y'all can forget it. We got what we wanted out of y'all. Nah, this is, this is patriotism, baby. This, this, this is the American way. There ain't nothing on fire. They got a right to protest. Shut up, Anderson Cooper. What do you think about Tariq that she's going to talk about for the next four years? Uh, Tariq going to talk about the same thing. Democrats ain't doing enough for black people, white supremacy, and racism nonstop. Because, see, getting reparations doesn't benefit Tariq. You get reparations, he'll go out of business. You know what I'm saying? You need... You need, uh, in order for you to be a pro-black, you need a narrative that that you that that black people are always getting shitted on. So you get black people reparations, and the next thing you know, things start really happening for black society. It starts turning around. What you going? What, what somebody like Tariq gonna talk about? You know what I mean? So that's how that works. Oh, yeah, it's going to be getting on code, this. I mean, it's going to be the same playbook. I mean, it would have been the same playbook if Trump had a one. I mean, their message isn't going to change. Pro-blacks, they're still going to cry about racism and white supremacy every five seconds. That's not going to change. Because they're the mindset that ain't nothing going to happen for black people. But... A bunch of black people honestly believe that a bunch of magical stuff is going to happen for them thanks to Democrats. Well, ain't none of that going to happen. What is going to happen is going to be taxes galore trying to pay for all these illegals to come over here and live a great life. Somebody got to pay for that crap. It's going to be mandatory vaccines, mandatory lockdowns, all that stuff, B. Y'all better start saving your coins up. Y'all better open up an OnlyFans account and start rubbing your nipples. That's the only way you're going to make some money. Women and dudes. It's going to be a whole bunch of dudes with OnlyFans accounts rubbing lotion on their nipples. Trying to make ends meet. Y'all get ready for that. Y'all get ready. <laughs> Black introverts already leading the charge on it. <laughs> Black introvert beyond OnlyFans putting lotion on his big toes, getting mad donations. <laughs> but this is what the nation wanted, though. This is what everybody voted for. You know what I mean? This is where we at. Anyways, I'm about to get ready to go. 
been on this thing for almost an hour. So, G, did you hear illegals were leaving Cali because they said there were better opportunities in Mexico? Now, I didn't hear about that. I didn't hear about all that. It says open a cryptocurrency account. Look, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen with cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is about to crash again. I mean, y'all do understand how cryptocurrency works, why it's so, so sky high right now. It's a bunch of so-called whales or influencers who are, who are hyping the cryptocurrency market up and they're driving the prices up. And then once they decide to cash out and sell their portions of Bitcoin, it's going to cause it to come crashing down. That's what happened last time. When it reached like 19,000, then all of a sudden it crashed like 3,000. That's because a whole bunch of people cashed out, man. And now you've had, when it crashed out, you had a bunch of people who were still buying. And then some of the big dogs came back into the market and started buying and promoting it and hyping it up and driving the price of it up. And then once they cash out, it's going to crash. So hopefully you got enough of it to where you can cash out and get something. So, I mean, that's just how, that's how the crypto markets work. Because you got to think about it. What, when you look at the regular stock market, the stock prices are based off of what? They're based off of performance of companies, based off of how much money they make, how much product they're pushing, yada, yada, yada. What's backing, what, what backs crypto? The only thing that backs crypto is opinions. That's literally it, y'all. The opinions of people. I mean, when I was, when I was, when I was heavily, when I was, when I was uh, buying a bunch of crypto last time, right? You can literally go on Google and look at a trends report for what, for what currency people were talking about that day and then go on Twitter and then find somebody like, what's that guy's name, John McAfee, the guy that started McAfee, uh, McAfee antivirus. I will follow him on Twitter and he would hype up a coin and then you will see that coin's price go up. You can just follow the dog on trend lines it was it was a lot of it was based off of what coin or what were people talking about that day that was driving the price up so that's the problem with crypto it's not backed by anything other than people's opinions and beliefs for the most part i mean i'm just telling y'all what it really is now can you make a lot of money yeah you can make a lot of money but it's not backed by no product the stock market is based off of products and services goods being moved and money being made crypto what product is attached to it what business is attached to it so why do i follow mcafee the same reason you probably follow him the same reason everybody follows these people he's a little nutcase dude but you know i'm telling you what happened i saw it Every time he would go on Twitter, he would say something like, I'm going to go buy a bunch of Dogecoin. The next thing you know, the Dogecoin would just skyrocket in price. All because this guy said what coin he wanted to go buy. So anybody with a lot of major influence in crypto back in 2017, all they had to do was just hop on Twitter and say, I want to go buy this coin. And then you can literally see in real time the price of that coin go up just because somebody 
of major influence said that they were interested in this coin. That I mean, that was literally what was happening, man. In real time, you could see it. It says there are technological aspects. Yeah, there are technological aspects like take um, Ethereum. I think that's what it's called. That has technological aspects when you want to start talking about implementing smart contracts and all this other stuff. But the problem is that stuff isn't. Do you know of anybody using Ethereum to implement smart contracts? Like there is all of this stuff is not linked to a, a business, a, a product yet, man. I'm telling you, look, I'm not saying not to mess with it. I'm not a, I'm not a guru. I'm just saying this is based off of my experience of, of buying and looking at it a couple years ago. I discovered that these prices were shooting up because major social influencers, social media influencers or whatever, were, were, were driving the price of these things up just off of tweets, man. And then you got a bunch of whales, so-called whales. Basically, a whale is a, a person who owns a, a whole bunch of crypto. They would go into these markets and buy up a bunch of crap or sell off a bunch of crap, making a bunch of money. But it's not tied to an industry, though. Will it be in the future? Maybe. But right now, is, is, from what I know, it's not. So I'm not saying not to do it. I'm just saying... Get in and get your money and, and you know what I'm saying? If you can make some cheese, make some cheese. But if the coin is worth, Bitcoin's worth $30,000 right now, you will be a fool to buy Bitcoin right now. You, the time you should have been buying it is when it crashed down to like $3,000. That's when you should have been buying it. Buying it at $30,000 right now is, is idiotic because you're not going to make any money. You got $30,000 to buy a coin? Let's just say you only got 300 bucks to get $300 worth of Bitcoin. And then next thing you know, it shoots up to 31000 35000 I mean, you're not really making any money. You should have been buying it when it was, at its, when it was on the decline, hoping it would rebound. Yeah, buy low, sell high. I mean, that's, that's literally the name of the game. But right now, everybody sees, because, I mean, they did this in 2017. I, I remember seeing it. It was like, oh, Bitcoin's at 5,000, 6,000, 7,000. Everybody's like buying, 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 buying. I mean, you know, and now they're doing it again. FOMO, fear of missing out. 30,000, 31, but it's like, bro, you're not really going to make any money. You have to buy when that thing is on the decline. And then hopefully it shoots back up again. Which it probably will. It'll, it, like I say, it's probably going to crash for about a good year or two, and then it'll go back, start creeping back up a little bit. I believe that's what's more likely going to happen with the Bitcoin. Like I, I own some XRP. I never really understood it, to be honest with you. They said it was a coin that was going to be used in banking or something like that. Like I say, my thing is, none of these coins, every coin that people was promoting, XRP, Tron, uh, what else? It was some other ones. The Batcoin. A lot of these were just driven off of people's opinions or what they thought the price of the coin was going to be. And that was usually dictated by somebody with a lot of followers. Litecoin. That was somebody who, was dict who had a lot of followers who can get on social media 
and tell people about a coin. Like, oh, I like this coin. It's, you know, everybody's like, such and such said they like this coin. Let me go buy it. Let me go buy it. And as you know, you can literally see the price of the coin going up. The moment after somebody, some major social media influencer said something about it. Like, you could literally see it in real time. That's when I was like, wait a second, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm chasing coins because somebody said something? Like, I don't think that's really the smart thing for me to be doing. So I kind of had, had to pump the brakes on it. And I still got some. I got a, I got a Coinbase account. I'm, lo I got a, I got, I'm locked out of my account, though. I got I to gotta submit my driver's license and stuff to get access to my freaking coins. What is this? Who's that? Oh, damn. They shot a woman in the chest? Mm. So, I mean, anyways, but, you know, do what you do. I'm not, I'm not saying Bitcoin is bad. I'm just saying my knowledge is driven based off of opinions of what the masses think this thing should be. It's not driven based off of the performance of a product. Like, look at Tesla. Tesla's stock has been skyrocketing. Why? Because Tesla is valued as the most valuable car company in the world. They sold like 500,000 Teslas last year. The demand for electrical, elect, uh, electric, uh, I can't even say the word, electric vehicles is going up to the point where Apple is thinking about making an electric car. You got all these other car makers. Matter of fact, go watch um, what's his name's video? Uh, Marquise Brownlee. He did a video the other day talking about electric cars and how if these other car makers want to compete with Tesla, they're going to have to probably integrate and start using Tesla's charging stations. Because with electric cars right now, you know, Tesla got the supercharger and they got probably hundreds or thousands of these things all over the country to where you can hop into Tesla and drive cross country and not worry about being on a scavenger hunt trying to find somewhere to charge your car. Well, these other electric car makers, they're not, their cars don't have the range of a Tesla. Like Tesla, you can get, I think they say in the Tesla, the low end model, whatever it's called, I think you can get like 400 miles on a single charge. These other car makers, these other electric cars, they're only averaging like 200. But when it's time for you to charge your vehicle, they're not compatible with Tesla's charging stations. So Marquise Browning was like, look, if this electric, if this electric car revolution is going to kick off, they're going to have to make these charging stations universal for all charging cars. I mean, for all electric cars so that you can just pull up anywhere. Because there was an article, there was a story that came out, some woman and her, and her husband Matter of fact, Marquise Brownlee talked about this. He was like, um, they spent like $90,000 on, on an electric car. I can't remember who the maker of the car was. Anyways, it was some, some, some expensive number, right? They said, they said that it took them nine hours to drive an hour and a half in that car because they couldn't find nowhere to charge their car up. Like, even on the, the little maps for that car, letting you know where the locations were, wasn't up to date. Teslas, they got all that crap up to date. 
You could plan an entire trip from Florida to Washington uh, State and know exactly where you're going to go to go charge your car. These other ones, they're not universal. You know, like, you know, if the gas pump is universal, no matter what gas pump you go to, if you're driving a gas car or a diesel, that pump is designed to fit into your gas, your gas tank to pump the gas. It's not like that with these electric cars, man. So get back to my Tesla uh, stock price. Well, Tesla stock is going to keep going, is going to keep going up and up because eventually these other companies are going to have to uh, team up with Tesla to make these universal charge to make these charging stations universal so that no matter what maker of an electric car you got since Tesla already has the network already set up you can go charge a dog on car but that's why the stock market is a stock like Tesla Tesla is so valuable because it's, it's tied to an actual product slash service same with Amazon same with anything Crypto is not. It's not tied to a product or service. The price is driven by literally popular opinion of what people think is going to happen or what they would like to see happen. And then everybody rushes out to buy. It drives the price up because now you've increased demand for it. Yada, yada, yada. You got all these crypto miners. Their machines are working overtime. That's helping to drive the price up. The next thing you know, somebody who has a large enough who's accumulated enough, and next thing you know, they want to cash out. Well, guess what? The moment these all these people who own a bunch of coins cash out, the price drastically plump. It'll start going down. Because it's, it's not tied to a product, man. That's how the stock market works. I'm not a stock expert, but I, I at least understand that. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying not to do it. I'm just saying, you know, that's how it works. So this will be the nail in the coffin for the automotive industry as a whole. Yeah, Biden, he's, he's anti-petroleum. He's anti-gas. He said it. He said he wants to shut down the stuff, man. Now, this might, let's just say he does go full balls to the wall and try to shut down the gasoline, the oil industry. Well, I don't know if he's going to shut down cars because electric cars are like right there. That's probably going to force these electric car makers to uh, team up with Tesla to get these universal charging stations. So that, that might spark the electric car revolution. So that's, that might actually happen. Will they send troops to the Mideast? Uh, I, I, maybe, probably. Because, you know, wars are about money. It's a lot of money to be made in wars. Y'all knew how much money these contractors were getting paid over there when I, when I was over there? Dude, they was getting paid hundreds of thousands. As a matter of fact, I just spoke to my homeboy the other day, right? This dude, I met him in Afghanistan 10 years ago. He had did like two or three years in the Army and got out. So anyways, I ain't spoke to him in a hot minute. He hit me up on LinkedIn like yesterday or the day before or something like that. Dude, for the past 10 years, he's just been doing contracting work between Afghanistan and Iraq. He'd go over there, work a contract six months to a year. I think he uh, lives in Europe. And then, uh, you know, it's a black dude from New York, but he lives in Europe. No, I think, well, he may have moved back to America. I don't know. But anyways, he would just go back. and For, for the past 10 years, he's just been going back and forth to Iraq and Afghanistan. 
and then maybe work a job in America for a few months to a year to go do another contracting job. Every contract job, he was getting paid six figures, every single one. With like the first close to like 90,000 or so being tax free. Every single job. He's doing IT work. He worked in IT because when I met him in Afghanistan, he was a he was a civilian contractor. I was in the army still, but he was working at my help desk. I was his I was his uh, military boss, and he was making one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year, which was like double my salary <laughs> at the time. You know what I'm saying? But the first ninety was tax free for him. I mean, my my, my check was tax free as well, but still. But he's, he's just been doing that. I know, matter of fact, I know a couple guys that's, that's been like that for the past 10 years. They've just been working, doing contract work, Afghanistan, Iraq, Kuwait, you know, various parts of the Mideast. That's all they've been doing for the past decade, back and forth. So there's money to be made. I guarantee it's going to be some, some troop action in the Mideast or maybe even in Africa. Guarantee it. And there's going to be some contractors right behind them. And it's going to be some contract jobs right there. Mr. Recycling, why I got to go to sleep? You know what I'm saying is true about crypto, bro. What product or service is crypto tied to, man, that's causing this price to go up? Explain it. Explain it, um, recycling guy. You're my local resident crypto expert. You come in here. You tell people to buy Bitcoin all the time, and that's cool. Do what you do. But, but explain to the people exactly what product or service is crypto tied to that's causing, it to be worth 30, that's causing Bitcoin to be worth $30,000. What product is Bitcoin tied to, bro? Let the people know. What product or service is Bitcoin linked to to where that thing is worth $30,000 a coin? So Ty says, you, you talked about this guy when we were on military versus college. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, I mean I, I've known quite a few dudes like that. I mean, he's just one. I know quite a few of them that all they do was contract work. Because when I had got out, I was thinking about doing the same thing. I was going to go. Over, if I had got out and did contract work like I wanted to, man, I could have came back and paid for my house in cash. Straight cash. If I wanted to, like, I mean, that's just how much money could be made out there. Now, you got to worry about getting shot or blown up. That's a that's a risk. But, you know, it is what it is. You're in a you're in a war zone. <laughs> that's the way it is in war zones. You know what I'm saying? I would rather be over there as a contractor getting paid six plus six figures or more than being in the U.S. Army making like maybe the 60, 65,000 I made when I was over there. You know what I mean? At least with a contractor, I'd had the option to quit anytime I felt like it. In the military, I couldn't, or they'd lock me up in Leavenworth or something like that. Well, they didn't even have to take me to Leavenworth. They have a prison out there in Kuwait, a military prison on Camp Arif, John. They would have locked me up out there. So, so recycling guy, you're not going to answer the question, man. You're going to say pro blacks preach modern monetary theory. I asked you, wait, oh, here you go. You said asset price inflation. Is already here to secure the wealthy, rich will get rich, Bitcoin. No, I asked you what product or service is Bitcoin tied to that's causing it to be worth $30,000? What's causing that? Because every other traditional stock that you buy on the stock market, 
Those are all tied to a, uh oh, those are all tied to a product or a service. What is Bitcoin tied? What, what are any cryptocurrencies tied to? Especially Bitcoin. I mean, if you know the answer, I mean, I, you got a different answer for me. My, my answer is it's tied to public opinion. <laughs> That's what it's tied to. It's tied to the belief. I want it. People are literally, people are literally wishing the price to go up. <laughs> and it's not going up because of massive dollar destabilization. It's going up because people are willing it willing it into existence to go up. There is it's not linked to a product. You got people under the belief that the country's gonna fall to pieces. We need to move to a decentralized currency like Bitcoin. And now they're all buying it. They're convincing other people to buy it and it's driving the price up. It's not tied to a product. It's tied to a belief, man. That's literally what it is. All these coins are tied to a belief. A non-tangible belief. Anyways, I, my phone's about to tap out. I'm about to go. Yeah, speculation. That's, I mean, look, I'm, listen, I'm not telling you not to do it. If you can get in and make some money, do what you do. But I'm just telling you, at the end of the day, it's tied, it's, 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 it's value is based off of speculation only. And you can't even compare this to like the futures market because even the futures market, the futures market is driven off of speculation as well. When you're bidding on the futures of what, what, what corn will be worth or something, or something like that. But still, even the futures market, when people make money off that, that's still tied to a product, man. Crypto is literally tied off of just speculation of what people think is going to happen or what they would like to happen. Yeah, the commodities, what people would like to happen, yada, yada, yada. I mean, that's literally what it is. But if you can make money, do it. I'm not saying not to make your money, but I mean, it's just this is what it is at the end of the day. That's why it's super risky. Because the moment the, the masses shift their faith in it, the coin crashes. <laughs> The moment the big dogs who own a bunch of coins cash out, it crashes. That's what happens. So, you know, anyways, I'm about to bounce. I got to go. My phone's about to tap out. So I'm going to holler at y'all later. Hopefully, uh, oh, well, they're moving the mob away. So I don't think he's going to get any more chaotic than what it is. I don't think we're going to see uh, the fall of Rome <laughs> where buildings are burning. I don't think we're going to see none of that. I think the most was that, that woman getting shot. That was probably about the most that was going down today. But it's, it's, it's over, B. We just got to accept the reality, y'all. Trump lost. It is what it is. Time to move on and figure out the next four years on how you can get your paper up and do what you got to do. Just don't get your paper up to over $400,000 because you're going to get taxed into oblivion. So get your paper up to about $395,000. <laughs> and just ride that out for four years until hopefully a, a, a Republican wins the office or something like that. But that's, that's all we can do, man. I'm not going to be making angry, angry G-Dizzle political videos like Angry Man. I'm, I'm not going to be doing all that crap. Yeah, get it up to $399,000. <laughs> no more. You go... You, Get that 400000 prepare for half your money to be gone. 
I got an uncle that's in that position right now. My uncle, he's a, he, he owns his own Amazon delivery business. You know, the little blue trucks that be zipping around delivering packages. My uncle owns his own business, and he has, and he has uh, his business is booming. He, he's, uh, he's on such good terms with Amazon, they, they look at my uncle like a damn rock star because he, he's making so much money off this crap. I think my uncle said, I think he said he makes close to about $1,500 to $2,000 a day in profit. Uh, no, not that. I mean, about $1,000 to $1,500 a day in profit. That's, that's his profit he makes. So y'all do the math. <laughs> he's over $300,000 a year. And he's trying to expand, right, down to uh, Central Florida where he's pushing 18 wheelers. Like, I mean, my uncle, he started this business like two years ago. And he's booming. He got like 50 people who work for him driving trucks, the, the, the delivery trucks. So my uncle's in that category where, you know, he might be getting taxed to oblivion. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't, but you know. Anyways, my phone's about to tap out. I'm gonna holler at y'all later, so y'all be easy. Peace.